this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with When People Thrive, Companies Thrive. Today, I am really happy to have with me as my guest, Cedric Noifleur of Roots Africa. Cedric, thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast, and I'm really excited to let you share your story. So let's start us off. Tell us more about you. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, my name is Cedric Mwafo, originally from Cameroon. Um, I came to the U.S. in 2010. Um, growing up in Cameroon, we had about six farms, um, small, tiny parcels of land located all across our small uh, community. Um, despite us walking on these farms each and every day, there were still days when we could not guarantee our next meal. And um, to me, looking back as a child, I always thought that that was one of the biggest injustices that existed because we work really hard. We should be able to guarantee our next meal because that was always what we were taught. If you work hard enough, you will succeed. But for us, we worked hard, but we could not guarantee our next meal. You fast forward a few years later, I made it to the US. Um, started really from the bottom, um, according to US standards. Um, working in restaurants, working in housekeeping, working in hotels, working at the front desk, working as a bellman. Along the way, I met this group of farmers that um, I, who were from Idaho, and they invited me to come to Idaho to come and learn about agriculture in Idaho. And once I was on one of these farms, I watched a tractor till the soil. Um, and at that moment, it dawned on me that the amount of time it took for that tractor to uh, the, the, the amount of time, the five minutes it took for that tractor to till the soil was equivalent to the amount of time my entire family um, worked for a week. The, the amount of work that that tractor did for five minutes was equivalent to the work that my family did for a week. Wow. So for me, that was um, an epiphany. And uh, that tractor, it wasn't really the tractor, it's just the symbol of that tractor and what it symbolized. It was uh, the resources, the knowledge, the expertise that exists here in the US that if connected to Africa could really make a difference, could help families like mine ensure that if we work hard, we'll be able to guarantee our next meal. And um, when I left from there, I got back to the state of Maryland and enrolled at the University of Maryland in the School of Agriculture and studied agriculture. And my goal throughout my education was to connect students, experts, resources um, at uh, the University of Maryland or in the US to farming communities in Africa. It started by video conferencing with students in Liberia. So students at the University of Maryland video conferencing with students in Liberia while identifying challenges that farmers are facing and developing solutions to those challenges. Eventually, our students traveled over to Liberia to implement some of these solutions. And um, from that process, we formed a student club at the University of Maryland, formed another one at uh, the University of Liberia. And this has really grown um, over time. And these student clubs, we have two in Liberia, two in Uganda, and one in the US, and we hope to expand in the future. So overall, that's who I am, that's what I do. My mission is really to guarantee that families like mine could get their next meal. Thank you, Don, for having me. Oh, absolutely. That what a fantastic story. And you're re I love that idea of you connecting communities around the world, you know, and just yeah. um, really making this so much more of a global movement rather than, you know, there's nothing wrong with local movements, but I love what you're what you're doing on mm -hmm. a more global 
um, scale. So I know that, that yeah. these clubs are, are somewhat new and from a couple of conversations we've had prior to this, I understand that there may be a challenge with students in some of the clubs being as engaged as you'd like them to be. Yeah. Could you say a little bit more about that? So um, one of the things with our student club, especially the one in the US has always been uh, the travel aspect, right? Um, we, our students knew that, okay, we're going to um, walk throughout the semester, we'll fundraise and then eventually we'll travel. But with COVID and even prior to that, um, without traveling being on the plate, that's an incentive that is out of, of, of play. And that has led to, um, despite our best effort, um, I think, um, to get our students to be as engaged as possible. This has really led to a higher level of disengagement um, for various reasons. Um, and it has been a challenge that we've been grappling with for a while and still finding ways in which we can, we can address um, and try to reignite that passion again, that drive um, for the organization and um, for the cause that we are trying to serve. I can really understand that, that because of that, that connection, you're trying to connect these communities globally. And of course, if they were able to travel, um, you know, yeah. back and forth between the communities, I imagine both sides, yep. then that's really going to bring home the nature of, of this movement, of this mission. And with that not being there, it's a little harder to get to what we would call here in our company, the deeper why of that. So yeah. Since some of what we do is about that deeper why and mm -hmm. engaging people, do you mind if maybe we, we dive in a little bit and, and see what we can come up with? Absolutely. I would love to figure out the best way to really reignite the passion and the drive of most of, most of our students. All right. Well, let's dive in then. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. One of the things that you could be of a huge service is just our student club. Where we are with the student club right now is we have all of these projects that are in place. Um, like every single issue that they've brought up as an organization, we've tried to address. Um, like, oh, we do not know the projects. Um, we need to be more connected to the students. So we've put everything in place for them to be um, effective and successful, but we don't think they are as engaged as they should be. Um, and we've not been able to pinpoint like, hey, this is where the, where the issue is coming from for the students um, and all of those things. So I don't know what to do <laughs> at this point. It's just, I want them to be more engaged. I want them to be more connected um, to our students in Africa because it's through that interaction that they really uh, build the relationships and they can really become more engaged and have an impact. Mm -hmm. So um, before this call, I was just thinking like, hey, I'm talking to you, like maybe I could receive some advice. Maybe you can come in and talk to the students, whatever um, possibilities you see there um, would be greatly appreciated. Well, absolutely. And one of the, um, you know, one of the areas that, you know, our company focuses mm -hmm. on, I mean, it used to be the, like what we led with was employee engagement and, and I know mm -hmm. you're not necessarily talking about employees, but engagement, yeah. whether you're talking about students and faculty mm -hmm. or, you know, any organization is engagement. And uh, what we found is people don't really, they don't, they're not going to buy employee engagement. And so we had to package it a little differently, but that really is, it's about 
how do you make sure that the people that you have mm-hmm. want to be there are mm-hmm. engaging with mm-hmm. you, each other, the organization, being productive and being a valuable member of that particular community. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that really is, you know, it's, it is our focus, even though, like I said, now we package it differently with the way mm-hmm. that we talk about what we do. So is your, is your issue with engagement? Is it that the students aren't engaging with faculty? They aren't engaging with each other? The, so the way Roots Africa is set up, we have, um, and, and okay, there's something that I need to make clear. I have my job at the university where I support entrepreneurs. Then I have Roots Africa that has a student club okay. at the University of Maryland that interacts with students in Africa. Okay, got it. That, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because you said yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking the University of Maryland, and that's yeah. Why. Okay, got it. Got it. Yep. So the student club here at the University of Maryland um, is not as enthusiastic or as engaged. We've we've developed a strategic plan. Um, I think it's something that we need to still bring it to them and see how they buy into that strategic vision and the goals and everything. Um, but we still have this challenge of students wanting to be there. Um, they are there, they will show up for meetings, but there's still something that is missing. Um, and I have done everything that I thought I could um, to get them back, like to be excited, to be engaged. And, and also while doing all of that, while they're still like, sitting around and, and and not doing much we have to get the organization like the the student club moving so there are a lot of things that have fallen on our shoulder um as an organization that should have been something that the students should be dealing with so we are meeting with the student with other we're doing the recruiting for them normally student clubs should recruit for themselves especially if we want to open more student clubs we cannot like be dealing with too many, like we cannot be doing a lot of their responsibilities. Like, so it's like Donnie right now. Um, he showed up for some of the meetings and then later on he doesn't need to show up because he's like, oh yeah, um, this club is ready to go. It's all set. Um, so my, my worry is that club is not set enough and they are, if I were to leave, um, they will crumble. Or if my partner leaves, we, they will crumble. So. I do not know what else to do in order to get them excited, get them engaged, and get them active. I think that would be a good summary of the challenge that we're facing. Got it, got it. So, um, so one, how often does the club meet? Okay. So last year, the club used to meet every um, week. So every week, we were supposed to meet. But then we figured out that the students that have projects or that have titles that the exec team members and, and a few others would show up and then others would show up and then vanish after some time. Um, so we figured out that there is like this specific group of root students that are passionate about it and they're giving their all. And then there is this group that do not have that time or have other priorities that will show up at the commitment of meeting every week and then the project just becomes daunting for them. So we changed the structure this year, which we are still testing because the semester just started and our first meeting will be in October of having those core group members 
giving each of them projects or giving them titles, whatever it is, um, show up every week um, and do most of the planning and work on most of the projects, lead most of the projects. But every month, we'll bring in somebody like yourself, a guest speaker to come in and talk to the students about a specific topic, a specific issue. And then, but, but during that time of the month, we are bringing everybody together. So that would be like the, the call it the GB and the general body meeting where everybody comes together. Um, each of the project leaders share about their projects, what they're working on and how they would like to work with the students in the general body. Um, and then that was our only way of keeping a lot of students while um, ensuring that um, those that are dedicated are getting the work done. So we are still trying that, uh, but in the past it used to be once a week. Got it. Um, and so when you say they're working on projects, what's the scope of these projects? So it depends. Um, so this year, the projects are from like the, 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 the far ranging. Um, so that we have like an entrepreneurship project where we are getting our students in Africa to submit uh, any, any, um, innovative ideas or business that they're running so that we can give them a cash. At the end of the year, they will pitch it and then we'll give them a cash prize. We have um, a radio program in Liberia where we have students um, going to the radio station and teaching farmers about agriculture and telling them about, the innovative, agri about innovative agriculture. We have a high school project that um, supports um, high school students and encourage them to become more involved in agriculture. So with those projects, what our UMD students do is not really lead them, but provide support. So they can um, help create materials, look at materials to edit and things along those lines, but they act more so as a facilitator um, and as a helper for our students in Africa in order for them to deliver those services. And, and then now, the, what is typical is you would have students that are like, I'm the secretary, I take notes for meetings and things like that. I'm the treasurer, I'm in charge of social media. And those are the, the students that I think we have the most challenge with because those roles, which maybe your question is answering my question right now, they're not as, <laughs> they're not as clearly defined. So a student may just um, not post on social media or spend a few weeks, um, not really do anything financially or not do anything with fundraising. So it ends up just dwindling and then you find that the club is mediocre because they are not excelling at some of the things that they should be doing. So uh, that would be certainly an, an area that I would, uh, would have pinpointed is that, you know, is it clear what the expectations are for each mm -hmm. role? Um, yeah. Do they, you know, do they know what, because, you know, when there's, I, not that expectation of clarity and it's just, well, be in charge of social media. Well, what are the expectations? Is it they're posting, mm -hmm. you know, on a daily basis? Are they posting weekly? What kinds of things mm -hmm. are they posting? Is there a human interest story? Can yeah. they get, you know, can they get the story of a particular farmer that then that can make it real for the people who are, mm -hmm. you know, visiting that, you know, that particular page or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and anytime you make it that clear, Mm -hmm. then you'll be able to replicate that for other student clubs at other, you know, on other campuses, right? Yeah. So you want to yeah. have, 
you know, what's every every role responsible for? Like even in Success Champions Networking as a vice president, mm-hmm. you know, I've got my roles and my responsibilities. Here's mm-hmm. what I need to do every week yeah. for every meeting, um, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm happy that you're telling me this because it's something that I know and I've just down the line, just falling in the chaos of day to day. I've just forgotten and kept it like um, looking for like, oh, there could be a bigger problem. But I, one of the challenges with this is we, it's not like we don't have job descriptions. We have job description, what each person needs to do. But I'm curious about accountability. And, and Don, Don, one thing that I have to first of all say and clear my mind is, um, and clear my conscience more so, is I know what you're sharing right now is like something that you will pay organizations for. Organizations will charge you to do. And we are not there yet as an organization. And I just wanted to acknowledge and be grateful for what you're doing right now and talking to me and helping me with this challenge that I'm facing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah, I mean, some of what I'm telling you is I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge anybody to just tell them this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> you need it, you know, you need organizational structure. You need clearly defined roles and responsibilities. I would not charge anybody for saying that. Yeah. Um, if you wanted me to help you, like, mm-hmm. you know, create those, define those, work with your team, that's a different yeah. conversation. Um, okay, okay. So, but thank you for bringing that up. Um, the other thing is, is also like a touching base and that checking in, like you talked about mm-hmm. accountability, there's, there's, so even, you know, I'll use success champions networking as an example is, mm-hmm. you know, I did my leader, my, my leadership training. I mm-hmm. did that, you know, I think probably within the first month. Mm-hmm. And then I did the new member onboarding. I did that like think just last month. So I was already, I'd already been a member for four months. Mm-hmm. And I realized that some of the things that Donnie and Kevin talked about, I'm like, I don't see this happening in our group. And it's because mm-hmm. you might get told something or something's new, and then you start to adapt or you take your own flair or you do mm-hmm. whatever. And then you, you kind of step you get away a little bit from that mm-hmm. initial, um, can, let's, let's regroup and come back. Yeah. This, but remember, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's, mm-hmm. It's yes, clearly defining those roles and responsibilities, but then checking in and using those as a guideline. Are you doing these things? Mm-hmm. If not, why not? What yeah. do you need? And what do you need in order to do that your job better? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. So there needs to be that check in, mm-hmm. and that it's kind of a refresh. Whether that needs yeah. to be done every six months or or whatever it is, there there definitely mm-hmm. needs to be. I mean we talk about feedback also Mm -hmm. as, as important, you know, and feedback needs to be more than just your annual evaluation, right? It needs to be what's happening on, on a regular base, on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Um, There, and then the other thing that I would mention just from what I've heard you say Mm -hmm. is um, people need to have that emotional connection. Why is what they're doing important? Why is what they're doing crucial? Yeah. Um, because if they feel like eh, it's not that important, nobody's reading it or, the, you know, mm-hmm. it's just I'm just, you know, crossing off my mm-hmm. checklist of things I have to do. Well, why is it important? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and when there's that emotional connection with that, mm-hmm. then people are more likely to do that. And that sometimes needs to be re reinforced mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. 
So, and, and I think this, this is um, one of the challenges that I face. So, for example, we brought in a student intern and with that student intern, we are like, okay, these are your roles and responsibilities. You need to do X, Y, and Z. She's excelling. Um, but then we have the student club that you cannot really force them to do anything uh, because they're just a student club. They have some level of autonomy as well. So um, I think your point about really reiterating um, why we're doing what we're doing is important. Um, what are some ways, any, any thoughts on ways in which you can reiterate that? Rather, beyond just a phone call, what are some ways in which you can systematically um, emphasize like why we are doing what we're doing? Any thoughts on that? So, I mean, in, in our company, we call it the deeper why, like not uh -huh. just the, you know, our organization exists to help people thrive, you know, yeah. but it's more like, and why is that important? And, yeah. and then somebody answers that, well, why is that important? Da, 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 yeah. Why is that important? And you keep going mm -hmm. for deeper, deeper. And, um, and that's why we call it the deeper why. Mm -hmm. Reiterating that, like, um, as a reminder, this is why we're here, or yeah. this is our deeper why, um, mm -hmm. or even going through that exercise. Um, mm -hmm. We've done that with organizations before where they, they didn't know their core values. They didn't know their, their what we call the deeper why. Mm -hmm. And we help them figure it out. And then it, it just gives them this common, like, yeah, this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. So there may just need to be a, I could see you doing a group meeting with your student club, like, all right, let's get to the deeper why. Like, yes, we are here to promote, you know, agriculture and agricultural innovations mm -hmm. and food for especially farming com communities in Africa. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? And then people give an answer, right? Mm -hmm. Why yeah. is that important? Mm -hmm. And they give an answer. Why is that important? And so you have yeah. that discussion and hopefully people mm -hmm. are engaging. It's not just you asking the question, then answering. Yeah. And then everybody gets to that piece that's that core and it's just much mm -hmm. more um, internal and emotional. Yeah, yeah. So I'd start out with that, like just, you know what, this is, we, we need to, we need to refocus. We need mm -hmm. to re, um, yeah, just refocus where we are. Mm -hmm. And then um, bringing that up in regular check-ins mm -hmm. and only, you'd have to decide what regular means, but that whole like, you know, let's just check in, you know, here's, here's our focus. Mm -hmm. It, it, here's our core values. How are those mm -hmm. showing up for us? So that that way you get that bigger picture mm -hmm. and that kind of reminder of, uh, yeah, that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. um, before you get to some of those like day-to-day -day details, like you said, you can get so caught up in the day-to-dayness mm -hmm. of everything. It's 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 that I don't know if you've heard the expression. You can't see the forest for the trees because yeah, you're yeah. just you know, you're, you're, you're just seeing what's right in front of you instead mm -hmm. of that bigger landscape view. I agree. I I'm agree. talking very conceptually and abstractly. Mm -hmm. So I hope it, it, you're, you're seeing some application of, of, of all of this. Absolutely. I, and I, and this could, this could be, um, things that we just do for our, instead of wasting, not wasting, but like that, that introductory, Phase of the meeting where we are doing like mini games, like uh, icebreakers and things like that. 
I could see us just doing this deeper why to just like really dive in and talk about that before even going into the meeting so that anybody that, that could make us really grounded. Um, and the more we answer that question and the more we go deeper, um, we could really come up with the crux of like now it's no longer a, a journey to find out that why it's more so, hey, this is why like just reminding anybody, anybody that has gone through the process, like this is why we're doing it could be quite, quite impressive. So yes, I, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, it's a it's a strategy that we use. So of course, I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> and then secondly, is taking the opportunity. And this is something that I think could be part of your process that you replicate across over student clubs is especially mm -hmm. in some of those initial meetings, yeah. Um, or the beginning of the semester meetings yeah. is saying everybody's busy. You yeah. all have um, a choice of where you decide to spend your time and mm -hmm. effort and resources. Why yeah. did you decide to choose it here? Yeah. You know, and if someone says something like, well, I needed the community service yeah. hours, you know, get out, go find another organization that just yeah, yeah. more body. Um, mm -hmm more than likely they're going to dig deeper down and say you know why they are drawn mm -hmm. to this particular this particular thing is that in addition like it would it be a little bit redundant to do the deeper why and then ask this question that is more personalized or is this something that you can do one back to back i don't think it's redundant at all so i think okay. you could do it back to back mm -hmm. um and and then you know, depending on the, the leader of the, you know, of the, of the group, whether that's, you know, you or the president of the student club, it's like you said, mm -hmm. you can't run it all the time yeah. is um, keeping track of that. Like, in other words, you know, if somebody tells me the reason that they're involved is because, you know, they came from this particular country and their grandfather was a farmer, you know, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. then within the coming months, you know, you can pull on that in individual yeah. conversations, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what would your grandfather think of this particular project or how would your, you know what I mean? And that's that personal mm -hmm. piece, that personal engagement. So yeah, it's important because it gets them in touch with why they're even mm -hmm. in this club, but yeah. then it also gives the person, the leader, that information mm -hmm. to continually keep that connection alive. Hmm. So how do you deal with um, when it comes to the end of the why, when you feel like there, is still, there should be more? Like you could talk to somebody like, so why are you doing this? Um, I wanted to learn more about agriculture, why? And like, where, what if the person just like, oh yeah, that's it, I just wanted well, to learn. And, and so a phrase that we use a lot is, can you say more about that? Mm. Okay. Or can you can you say more about what exactly it was that drew you know drew that? Uh -huh. Yeah, I love that that question. Can you say more about that? Uh -huh. So, when you think about your experience as a strength coach, what are some aspects that we can pull from that and um, incorporate within our student club or to engage our students? Absolutely. Well, so again. And I don't know how you do the application or interview process, like, you know, because I just think of other student clubs that I know how they how they do it. Mm -hmm. um, but one 
so again, don't know if there's an interview or an application process, but hopefully there's some sort of, if there's not that, then there's some sort of get to know you. Yeah. And so some questions should be, you know, why is it, you, you know, why is it that you're choosing to put your precious time, energy, and resource in mm -hmm. our club? Um, mm -hmm. What is it that you think you bring to an organization like this? Mm -hmm. What are your strengths? Mm -hmm. um, what is something that you were involved in in the past that you're particularly proud of? Mm -hmm. And that last question is going to give you insight into their zone of genius, their gifts, what they're mm -hmm. good at, what gets them excited. Mm -hmm. um, because then you can maybe match that, or again, the leader can maybe match that with, um, you know, a role or a project or, or whatever it might be. Okay, so I, I wrote only one of those questions and I was listening to the rest. So the first one, why, why, do you choose, why, why are you choosing to put energy and resources and time in our club? What, what do you this? think you can bring to this organization? Mm -hmm. What are your strengths? What are you good at? And then the last one, tell me about, you know, something you were involved in that you were particularly proud of. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I could see how this sets the tone. Wow, this is really good. I think they're quite helpful um, and, and super, super um, important to reiterate some of these things um that we may just ignore and then down the line it just starts haunting you because like the fact of checking in i should have done that months ago i just started a few weeks back when um especially in the COVID era it's like no you need to check in with people and figure out where they are mentally yeah. i just spoke to one of the students today and they they kind of like went in depth and kind of um and, and, and all of a sudden, I saw that they were excited. And in my mind, this was a student that was disengaged. So for me, it, I, I think uh, just talking to somebody like you that could look at the structure and kind of pinpoint some of these strategic issues um, is definitely critical. So Cedric, based on all that we've been talking about, what do you think your next step is going to be? So we, of course, we're going to look for other ways to um, to create as close an experience for our students uh, to feel like they're connected um, or engage with their counterparts in Africa or engage in the work that they do. But I think the, the most important piece um, that I'm taking uh, out of this is really going back and, um, and, and, and understanding our why, reminding ourselves of why we are doing what we do, why we will um, have a meeting on a Saturday when we could be doing something else, um, and why a student would be would care about um, students in Liberia or Uganda. Um, I think that journey um, is, is critical for our organization, and I'm really happy that I was able to um, gather all of these uh, pieces of wisdom from you today that I would definitely apply to our organization. So thank you, Don. You are so welcome. And just you know, to let you know and to let the listeners know, that whole deeper why and you're saying you know to revisit that, that's something we all need to do because we can get lost in the doing of whatever it is we do. And the more we do the doing, we mm -hmm. get a little bit farther away from that deeper why. So there's almost a 
a constant need for what I would call recalibration. So yes. you have to kind of go back and go, all right, what's that deeper why? Mm -hmm. And then it's just, it's a, it's a constant reminder because it is so easy to get caught up in the moment or in the, here's what we need to do, or here are the action and tasks mm -hmm. that we, we lose sight and drift away from that deeper why. So I just want you to know that what your organization is dealing with is something that all organizations mm -hmm. deal with. So it's, yeah. you're not immune to that. Um, <laughs> Good to know. So, so I really appreciate your being open to, to this, you know, kind of workshopping some mm -hmm. of the issues you were having. And I can't wait to hear what happens as a result. For our listeners, can you tell them where to find out more about you and Roots Africa? Yes. Um, so um, to find out more about what we do, you can go to www.roots-africa.org. So that's .org. www.roots-africa.org. Um, there, there are a few ways that you could um, support us. We're a young organization, growing organization. So we still need to set up those pillars of a long, of a sustainable organization in the long run. Um, so we are looking for experts in organizational development. Um, right now, we are establishing a team of um, grant writers, more so based in Africa, but we are looking for experts that have a background in grant writing um, that could come and review some of these grants after they've crafted and, and really um, hone in our message and help us um, achieve additional resources um, to, uh, to get this work done. We, of course, we are looking for donations. Um, there is so much that uh, a donation um, to our organization can do. Um, it could literally change lives. So thank you, Don, for giving me this opportunity to share about Roots Africa. You are so welcome. And I am, every time I talk to you, I am just always so touched by this massive dream, vision, and mission that you have and that you're putting it into place. And I think that it's really helpful for us, especially those of us here in the U.S., to understand that uh, what what our perception of is of you know how we get our food and farming is not the reality in other places in the world. And so the fact that you're you're trying to connect those two and and bring practices that are sustainable and are successful and sharing knowledge. <laughs> Yes, that's in farming, but in, in my mind, that's a model for what we can do in, in all areas, right? Absolutely. What if globally, yeah. we all shared our knowledge and, mm -hmm. and helped one another out? So that, that to me is the metaphor, um, as well as the reality that Roots Africa stands for. So please check out Cedric and Roots Africa and because they're on a mission to help their communities thrive. And until next time, may you thrive. 